0: more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action, and unleash your inner confidence.
1: Hello and welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bailey, and today we have an incredible man, Suki Walhiwala, joining us. He is a very well-known and respected Sikh business celebrity, but he's very, very successful and down-to-earth. We talk about business, spirituality, Um, how they mix, how to beat procrastination and to become more wise, how you can improve your confidence and use the DFT method and the CUC loop. Um, We talk more about that throughout the episode where you will get so much information. You'll want to take notes um, and share this with other people as well. There are lots of resources in the show notes as well. So make sure that you go to them and give Suki a follow as well I really really enjoyed this conversation he's a lovely man he has a lot of knowledge and wisdom to impart and share with the world he's also a TED speaker TEDx speaker and has done amazing things in business and in life as well and you are going to absolutely love this episode so please enjoy and we'll see you at the end Hello and welcome to the Confidence Mastering Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bailey. Today we have an incredible man joining us. His name is Suki. Sookie... Now, you know I hate mispronouncing names. Suki, could you please pronounce Hi, your surname for us before oh, we get going? Absolutely.
2: absolutely. <laughs> My name is Suki Wahiwala. So it's kind of like a double barrel there.
1: Wahiwala, it... right. Now I will remember that. Thank you. I know we've spoken quite a bit previously, but it's just one of those things. Um, I'm really, really pleased to have you join us today. You're a very different okay. style of guest, um, in business, spiritual, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation and the audience really getting to know you and what you have to share. So thank you very much for joining us.
2: Considerable. I'm really, really honestly, to be honest with yourself, Natalie, I've heard a lot of such great things about uh, about the Confidence Mastery podcast. And for me personally, it's a, it's a pleasure being here finding people who are actually seeking their own spiritual, unconscious, conscious confidences uh, and to hone that, getting through procrastination stuff. So for me, it's the place to be. Love
1: it. Oh, thank you so much. And um, I'm really excited to speak with you again because um, you have an amazing his- history. Your lineage, if I remember correctly, is seven seven generations.
2: Yeah, actually spot on. Um, so I'm I'm in business myself, and I run a large group of companies, whether it's real estate property to investments, and also mentoring and training individuals um, on every level with an integration of spirituality, structurality, and results and uh, support through mastermind programs. Um, but that's kind of like today. But periodically, sadly, my father and and my mother, Gurmeet Kaur, are no longer with me, but they were my, without a doubt, they were my core sort of mentors. And I am a seventh generation in a lineage from the Punjab and the Royal Courts of Ranjit Singhji, Ji, uh, which is Maharaja Ranjit Singh Ji, where my elders, which was uh, uh, an, an elder called Kaniya Singh, were connected. And basically we, we've been understanding very clearly with kind of three essence in one's life, and that is basically keeping the spirituality focus, which is the religious focus, um, helping uh, with other people, you know, like supporting them, building houses, helping them to get themselves on their feet with knowledge and also with business acumen. So um, we really, really am feel very blessed that uh, I've not really understood any other journey but that.
1: It's incredible, really, when you think about it. That many generations of and in it like in in that family there's so much knowledge that's passed on through the generations that can be lost and I think that's something that's missing from modern life like Mm. that having that family unit going back to like what my grandparents taught me like about their life about their their parents and I just I I miss them every day because they're no longer with us either and I think I wish I could ask you this question yeah what would you say to, like, to people that, that aren't spending time with old people? Yeah,
2: the oldest. Now, do you know, Natalie, you've just, personally, I think you've just smashed it and you made me quite emotional because that's actually core to my life. Um, but I'm going to advance a conversation for yourself because what you're doing right now, right sure. now, for this podcast series, the whole of the Confidence Mastery podcast, I mean, 180 plus episodes, That's not a, that's not to be sniffled at. This is your body of work and what the elders couldn't do uh, due to technological, you know, held backs or lifestyles that they couldn't manage, you couldn't write stuff down, you're now stepping up in a completely different realm and serving your community, but actually the world at large eternally, hopefully through this podcast body. But I will say one more thing as well is that sometimes on a spiritual level, we think they're gone and of course they have gone. But as long as you're remembering them, there's a bit of a profile of them that sits and resides within you. So whenever you recall a question and say, I wonder what granddad would have said, what happens is, is accidentally, I, I teach this with uh, my synagous methodology. It accidentally, you, you kind of like, if you could just, uh, by the way, please do understand this is just a metaphorical conversation, but you can like <laughs> take your own head off and you can pick granddad's head on and put it on your shoulders and think, what would granddad do? Well, what would grandma do? What would you say at this particular point? Which way should I go? The juncture position, left or right? Take action, no action. Um, and that within itself is magical. And then obviously remember to put your own head back on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it does sound funny and it's it's uh, amusing, but it really is a deep sense of understanding because I talk and I specialize on business strategy, structure, planning, growth, you know, leverage and, and structuralization of companies. But I really enjoy the head. And what we're doing Mm. is we're compartmentalizing the the mind, the thought, to a stage where it can work on your command. And that's really what we're trying to do here, is we're trying to give people an understanding of what we call the conscious brain and the spiritual brain, you know, the spiritual heart center, which you're very, very au fait with in in your audience as well, because we've spoken about this before. Um, But getting them aligned. And the moment they can get them aligned, bang. Bang! You know, magic happens, and things don't hold back. And that—that's that, just a little synopsis of, of I believe they're still kind of there. We've all been in situations where you've bubbled something. and and like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. Dad said you do that. Oh, where'd that come from? Grandma used to do that. I mean, or you're yeah, you're doing something, and you go, she used to stir it like that. You know what happened here? <laughs> And it's inside.
0: This-
1: <laughs> I always say they live on through us and everything we do and the actions that we take, you know, they they taught us and we keep them alive by talking about them. And I'm glad you said that as well. Like, you shouldn't stop talking about people because they're no longer physically with us.
2: You know, I, I genuinely believe I mean, uh, a little plug for Disney here, but uh, we earn nothing out of this. But it's the truth. And there's a lovely I think it was around 2018. When a online, when a cartoon, we call them cartoons, don't we? But they're animations these days. But an animation came out and it was called Coco. If nobody, if you've listened to it, watched it, uh, you'll understand where we're going with this. But um, if you haven't, go to Disney, wherever it is, Disney Plus, download it, do what you want to do, but watch Coco. And you have just said exactly what the Southern, the Mexican, and basically any from South America tends to believe that if you are, in memory of an elder then they still reside and are alive in the afterlife and until Mm. the person alive in this realm physically remembers that person they will still be there and the moment that happens the moment that the last person who is alive who remembers that person then they move off into an infinite world as well
1: Mm. that's actually giving me goosebumps because today is the day of the dead
2: I didn't know that, so we're talking about it today, the 1st of November, I didn't realise it was today.
1: Yeah, Um, it's Fiesta in Spain, and everywhere's closed, it feels like Sunday, but it's the Day of the Dead, and it's a three-day, it's a three-day thing, but it, you know, today, so... um, What
2: an amazing (laughs) understanding there. So I strongly suggest everybody watch Coco, because it actually resides around the Day of the Dead. It's actually... Mm. But uh, oddly, you today I bring in the conversation. You
1: couldn't, you couldn't make it up, could you? Like, it's just...
2: <laughs> oh, goodness me. How, how, the ether works. how the ether works is wonderful.
1: It is. And a lot of people think that business and spirituality don't go together. Mm-hmm. But for you, they very much do. And the more and more I look into it and I've gone down the rabbit hole, I just see... The infinite possibility of spirituality opening up. How for you do you make it work and allow people to explore that for themselves as well?
2: Bam! What a deep question. It's layered, but I sometimes feel that I'm not qualified enough to share that question. But I can share it on my own journey if I can. So my own understanding, little right, wrong, whatever it is, in a humble way. Um, Money doesn't get you wisdom. It it gives you access to royal you know things that can make you money for example may give you an access to a lifestyle so that's business for you but reality of life is that you know there's an old myth if I can just start with this where people sometimes say that the rich are unhappy and the poor are happy it's not quite true I think it's down to just humans who are happy or unhappy now sometimes we can we can be quite wealthy and be very lonely and unhappy but on the same token, we can also be wealthy, connected convivially with people we love, and be very happy. Because there is a myth that people think that happiness is not bought by money. You should earn money. I'm a Sikh, British-born Sikh, and we've been in here since 1934 in England. My elders have been here quite some time. So we believe, as Sikhs, that you should have everything that you want in life. So this is the core of spirituality and uh, practical business for example strategy there is no difference there is only one us humans are a spiritual being whether we agree or disagree it doesn't matter we're spiritual and the real understanding of this is that we're very convivial which means we like to have conversation with people with like minds like we're doing today and everybody who's watching and listening you listening to your podcast but that's because we have a nine-month gestation period in our mother's womb For nine months thereabouts you know could be eight could be whatever whatever the times schedules are but we're connected to another human being that's where the sources come from so whichever way we see it all of us as human beings are very soft centered inside if we really answer the question we are spiritual we are connected to another spiritual being you weren't saying anything inside the womb but your mum and you were connected somewhat symbiotically and kind of like a little kick in the different place would have made us made sense to a a mother and a, a, a slight rub would have made sense to an unconscious child does that make sense so there's there's always that language of telepathy in some form so this leads to some form of spiritual understanding i believe the people who are spiritually attuned with themselves are the ones who attain happiness but also in some cases, attain wealth as well. So going back to that original conversation you said just a moment ago about people, what I said a moment ago, where people money buys you, doesn't buy you happiness. Well, it gets pretty close. Money can <laughs> you a lifestyle that might be practical. That doesn't mean we become egotistical with it. You live abroad. And a few days ago, was it yesterday, you were here in sunny England and if you didn't have the finances to do so you wouldn't have been able to shift and go back home abroad into spain and then and, and be be there as well does that make sense so mm-hmm. you can imagine that finances are that important are they not because they need to be in your life in order to have some form of um accessibility to things that you enjoy energy mm-hmm. that focus so going back to the story of spirituality and business we are spiritual beings we're convivial connected beings but and i'm not telling you about hocus pocus or uh, you know we'll make a, a, a carpet fly etc even though there is evidence that that was the case once upon a time i don't want to go down to that rabbit hole in conversation but if i can keep it focused on what we're talking about that we as as the waters, have been brought up with spirituality religion which is sikh religion but it's not sikhism because the ism was put on by the british raj in 1902 but it's sikhi which means it's a philosophy and the philosophy itself is a very natural balanced uh, philosophy where it allows everything to be everything you know you can you can see if you want to see the universe aka god in everything you can and if you mm-hmm. choose not to you can as well mm-hmm. but the key here is to have three core tenets of one's life which is working hard um, that means honourable work, you know. So that's where business comes in. Then we have what we classify as Nam, which is also about meditation, self connection to the ether, to the world. But whichever you look at it, whether it's self meditation, self resonance, does that make sense? And then finally, mm-hmm. the edge of tithing, Zakat for the for the Muslim community, Seva for Sikhs and Hindus, where this means to be of service to others without any um expectation so whether that's Mm -hmm. gifting food clothes or just physically having a conversation with somebody or being you know standing in a a charitable shop somewhere Um, and this is intrinsic to sikhs so how does that relate to business per se in accordance with the founder of the sikh religion which is a gentleman called guru nanak guru means just means a teacher from Gu, which is dark, and Ru, which is light. So it's a person who takes you from dark to light. That's principally all Guru means. You know, this, it seems to be a buzzword these days where everyone says gurus and whatever. But this is basically, they're not God. Mm-hmm. They're not anything but another human being with an enlightened state. So Guru Nanak is the founder of the Sikh faith. He says very clearly that you should have everything in your world. If you want something and it's ethical, moralistic, then you should have it. That means you should set yourself a little goals. You okay. should have a family. You should have children. You should be married. If you want a house, you should have the house. If you want a car, you should have a car. And in order to do this, you should have girat, which is basically honorable work. Now, the honorable work means it's got to be consciously fair. It's got to be honest. Whether you're running the business or whether you're an employee, it's still the same. Mm, you should earn as much money as necessary to deliver on your own needs in life the key here is to be connected so that you can manage your ego and your other sins
1: that's an interesting take on in ego being a sin i think you need a little ego but probably not in the way that (laughs) spirituality divides divides it out um, I think like it, this stuff fascinates me, and I think we could probably really go down a rabbit hole there. Um, and there, I do yes.
2: think, I just, uh, my apologies, I've just interrupt you. I do apologize. I am with you. Where ego has two versions, it has an ego mm-hmm. uh, which is quite a negative and only ends up in blindness, and there's an ego which is, I suppose, you could say, self identity and resonance. You have a name. I have a name. You know, we we shower daily. Why um, we um you know do ourselves up we wear nice clothes we dress well etc cetera, etc cetera. why we call ourselves by an identity why that's good uh, good ego the stuff that actually mm. calls you identity so just wanted to bring that up and, and then the bad stuff is when it makes you blind i yes I, Me, me me i'm the one who did this and i did that and it's not realizing that there's the resonance of spirituality within you the essence of lord
1: definitely and i think there's also about bad connotation with ego and confidence and people seeing that as a level of arrogance there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance and yeah. um, which I hope I'm on the right side of yes 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 absolutely
2: <laughs> um could I add a little bit to that yes please okay so so confidence and arrogance So <laughs> arrogance is when um you're confident but you're it's everything has to be about you and it's about when there's four psychometrics. So we have a dominant and influencer, a stability and a compliant individual, which, if you're into colors, that would be classified as dominant red, influencer yellow, um, stability green, and compliant or conscientious blue. Yeah. So if they're the four colors, the challenge we face is every one of them, every one of these four focuses or profiles, this inner, inner profiles will have a challenge in this world bhanan each one will be either arrogant without any conversation because of the fact that they feel and they feel that they are the ones who created it all so they they lose themselves in their blindness of arrogance not realizing that there is an ether there's a world and there's a community in the world and you're just a part of it um etc then you've got the i energy who tends accidentally to be arrogant that everybody loves them and they want to be a, their best friend Yeah, and they're very, very jovial all the time, the yellow color. And then you have the S energy who tends to be devoid of arrogance. They tend to be in service of others all the time, the green energy, you know, the helping of others. And then you have the compliance, which can be quite arrogant if they think they're superior with knowledge, because that's the key. And so what I'm trying to say is that the the confidence should be somebody who knows how to do something well, and they can repeat it with a strategy and a structure. That breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. Arrogance is when I'm the only one who can do it. And do you want to work with me? Yes or no? Um, you know, that's that's the air of just that edge of ego, confidence and arrogance.
1: Which uh, people, thank you very much for that detailed explanation. And I think that that's something that the listeners should take note of. You can be confident and not arrogant. Um, if you, Especially if you come from a place of service. Yes. So for me, this podcast, it's all about the listener. And obviously, I mean, I enjoy having the conversations that I do. It is a, a like passion project for me. I love having interesting conversations with people. But ultimately, this is for the listener to get something out of it, for them to help with their mindset and their confidence and to unlocking their life, which is the tagline, um, which is something that you very much help people do.
2: With gratitude.
1: Um. Do you know do you
2: find sometimes and i was just searching for a a, a link but I'll, I'll share it with everybody later if you're interested i've got a seven step strategy which we're talking about confidence and action and procrastination i'm happy to share the seven steps as a link with your audience if they want to listen to it or would like to watch it it's on a free uh it's on a youtube for example it's it's very open um and it's a process called dft so I think this lovely this really connects your way of questioning is just superb and it's now taken me into another frame of coordination and and step and strategy which is also a part of structure and success success within itself if i may share i've got a simple formula of success success to me and the way we've been taught in our wahiwala sort of like lineage has been really simple achieving what you want to achieve what you've set out to achieve with a plan and completing it that's it so whatever you are trying to achieve get clarity put a plan in place taking action achieving that goal is success in any context even when we're getting onto this zoom call to get onto this podcast to get onto the youtube channel to watch and get on there this takes time somebody's going to set the time Mm -hmm. listen open the email click through the link or if they're regularly following your podcast which thousands are on the planet they're going to set some time aside so there's a conscious decision so they put a plan in. well i'm going to pick it up at seven o'clock in the evening this evening and then we'll come and they'll watch and they'll listen and they'll learn so that's a very simple understanding of success but within there there is a an understanding of self-reflection of being able to see oneself now we'll talk about wisdom if you want at the end but um if I can just share with a process called DFT, that's Daily Focused Time. I've written it under my methodology with gratitude. Again, when I say I, please understand everybody who's listening. It's not an arrogant me, me, me. It's just so you've got a focus of who's speaking. Um, so I've, I've written a methodology called the Synergus Method. And the Synergus basically is an ancient word. Syner is an ancient word of, of two becoming one. Synchronize. Synergy, just a level two understanding. So it's two items synchronizing, two items uh, synergizing. Does that make sense? So the word comes from there, and the "gus" is more "gus." It is a Hebrew word for God. It's an ancient Hebrew word for God, or for the divine. And the divine could be the universe. It could be a spiritual realm. Whatever you want, you know, whatever suits you because there is no discipline around that. It's, it's, it's inside you anyway. So the divine, so you have the divine, you have synergy. So if you bring them two together, when people start to work under the synergus method, what we do is we relearn ourselves, we connect to our own spiritual divinity, and that within itself aligns our conscious brain and our unconscious brain in a direct resonance and direct dialogue which then makes us be able to sort of think on the spot be aligned with our destiny take the action that's going to serve us and be very moralistic and humane under the collective consciousness within us so we're always aligned in a conscious manner so once you're in that state let me show this there is no such thing as procrastination or a a need to further unlock yourself because you're starting to connect head and heart. If I can share, there's a seven-step process. Um, Please tell us more. Yeah, okay. So the seven-step process is going to give you, if anyone's listening, that this seven-step process is going to give you the ultimate on-demand opportunity and ability to align your head and your heart and to be absolutely confident, which is what this is all about, And aligned with self, moralistically, which means that you're never going to make a mistake and you're going to be fully committed and procrastination goes out the window as well. So I know we had a conversation on procrastination at at an event that I spoke at yours. That's why we're here today. Um, This process is a seven-step process. It's called the DFT process. And there are two versions. I'm going to cover DFT clarity today, if I may. There is DFT focus. Focuses. You can you can watch it on the YouTube channel. They are the clarity side of things is what we call a um, it's a it's a meta challenge that you're facing. Maybe people, if somebody's listening today and they've got a challenge where they've got a meta problem, that means basically they've got an emotional problem, an emotional block. Maybe they were if they're a salesperson, they were doing amazing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they've lost the confidence. As we're using the words that we were talking about, it's the confidence in selling. That doesn't mean they can't sell anymore, but something's gone adrift um if there were a person who is um i don't know you know running or like yourself literally you know a, a, an elite athlete and all of a sudden something changes and they stop being focused in that moment and they stopped delivering on their own choices and their own needs and they've started to double check or procrastinate in some way this is the process that's going to resolve it which is called the clarity model so this is a DFT clarity dft in this case stands for direct focused thought dft direct focused thought so it's actually an internal question of where am i directing my focused thought if you understand Mm. so this is under the Synegus method so this is uh, something that we've delivered to the world and i'm so so humbled and honored that the people who are utilizing this they are smashing it because this is an ancient methodology that's been shared with me and my family. I've given it a framework and made it much more, uh, well, linear for people to follow with more practical steps. But this is how we've been taught to live our life from day one, the whole Wihel clan. So I'm sharing with you some, some personal family- uh, I love it. I thank you. So seven steps, The no, seven steps. Step one, which is like a pre-step. The pre-step is always about, we call this an inquiry. An inquiry. An inquiry is literally a question. Now, the question itself, because this is a clarity, it could be something along the lines of if you're facing an issue with um, a job, you're not clear, you're procrastinating upon something, you're not sure, but somehow you're not feeling powerful anymore. You're not feeling as though you can think straight. You're overwhelmed in some way. You're distracted constantly. You're doing 10 things instead of one. Well, this is where you use the principle of direct focused thought. Where am I directing my focused thought? And you use the clarity method. So this removes plugs, removes blocks, removes restrictions in your thinking, um, and just aligns the head directly with your spiritual center, which the spiritual center is what we're trying to access. Mm -hmm. I believe genuinely, and I'm sure we all do that, we are the universe. The, The whole is in the part, and the part is in the whole. So that means we are the universe and the universe is within us. Does that make sense? And it's, I know it's a very esoteric comment, but that means basically, if it's possible, we can do it. Principally. If it's possible, I mean, I am just astounded that you pick up such heavy weight for your for thoughts. Your it's like, what the... Um, but if it's possible, you can do it. If you believe yeah. that you can do it, you can do it. So... The understanding is what I believe is true. Whatever I believe is true. So if I believe I cannot, we now go to Fordism. And we'll say, Henry Ford said, mm-hmm. if you believe you cannot, then you cannot. Simple.
1: When I had to hit my personal best, I went into the gym and I was like, right, I'm going to do this. This is it. Today is the day. I'm going to do it. Because the day before, I couldn't do it that's it i'm going to do it set up set up the camera and i did it and i picked it up it's all in my all in the mind
2: thank you now we say it's all in the mind and before i give you my seven steps i had a funny conversation once i was on stage and this is quite humorous for people and um, i was on stage and somebody and i I was talking about the mind i'm saying the mind is the key It's the conscious unlock of the infinite unconsciousness Mm. does that make sense so we demand something or we command is a better word we command something of self and then all of a sudden we produce it which is what you've just done you said well today i'm going to do it that's it we're going to do it so how do you get to that stage is the conversation and could it be tap- on tap the answer is yes but my point to yourself is that whatever we say is what we become so in other words what we believe is going to be true yeah so this means that are we self-programming ourselves consistently? yes absolutely so your unconscious mind if i can just get there before i give you the seven steps the unconscious mind is nothing more nothing less than your i suppose if i say like a genie you know like the old cartoons right you rub the genie you say genie genie and it comes up and it says your wish is my command so all of a sudden you say i want x the genie says your wish is my command it shall be done and off the genie goes just imagine the unconsciousness being just that is access to the universe. If you ask it of yourself and say, I want to be confident, and no matter what, I want to be strong enough to lift that the 150-160 kilos that you're lifting. <laughs> there are. Um, it's like I want to lift I'm going to lift it today. All of a sudden, the unconscious genie is saying, Your wish is my command, no problem, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And until you directly, clearly, focusedly. In a focused manner ask that question it doesn't create it doesn't do it because it's like it's a bit i think the word i'm looking for is a bit confused it's a bit lost it, it you can ask you ask ask yourself something like well i'm not sure if i can do this well then that's basically scuppered the chances immediately because the unconscious brain is saying he doesn't want to be sure she yes want
1: to sure. so I'll that's produce. why i always say don't try do as soon as you say i'll try you immediately set yourself up for failure
2: I love it. You're a Jedi, really, aren't you? That's what it is. You're a, you're an absolute Jedi. That's a Star Wars reference. If nobody doesn't, if, if in the young I've
1: never star. watched Star Wars.
2: But I'm going to share something. We have obviously he's real, right? We have Yoda, <laughs> Martha, and he says that there is a do or do not. There is no try. It's like yeah. you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. So I'm going to keep it all tight. So when we talk to ourselves, whatever action we ask of ourselves, our inner genie produces it. If we say we can then we can if we say I am not sure then the unconscious brain says uh, I don't think they want to be sure let's keep wobbling them around and if it's I can't then they'll say oh we need to produce I can't It's simple as that I love that yeah and you're living evidence of this and and actually so am I because um when you I, I didn't share this before but I used to be a weight trainer when I was younger so I used to be an actual not a powerlifter actual bodybuilder and I used to build and I got to a big 56 inch chest so one day maybe I might put a bit of a picture on on YouTube or somewhere like that but not today um but I used to bench press 160 150 253 kilos but bench press I was very big um so what did I used to tell myself let me tell you in that moment when I was training if anybody's training if I can help in any way you're obviously the more superior in the current mind But when I was training, I used to think on, not of, think on the actual muscle that I'm functioning. And I could visualize the blood pumping to that muscle because I knew it was going to break down its proteins. It was going to break down its its cell membrane. And I was imagining it breaking down and getting bigger. I don't know whether you can understand. It's it's like something pushing through. So I could imagine my muscle getting bigger. And then I used Mm -hmm. to... much so be aligned with am i using the right cluster or the right independent muscle so it was like thinking on it so i got big very quickly because nobody could understand that they thought i was taking anabolic steroids and i'm talking about 1990 circa 1991 92 93 that sort of time frame so there's no chance i was taking steroids And, and i wasn't i wouldn't do it anyway so my point was is that even my trainer, his name is Mike, brilliant fella, unbelievable guy. He used to say to me, you're doing something that's really good. Well, I owe that to my mindset and also to my sister. Brenna. Mind-muscle connection. Yes, mind-muscle connection. That's right. And I worked to that mind-muscle connection and to my brain, to my focus on the muscle that yeah. I was working on. But also the inspiration I had was from my sister because she used to, in those days, yeah, she's his older sister. And she used to basically do my um, food plan. And she's she's been a nutritionist and, and a bio, biotech when it comes to biological parts of the of the of food change she's to test it. And so she would deliver a meal plan that was just unbelievable. So I was eating the right amount of everything, training mm-hmm. five days a week, and I just went pop it was just amazing it was like I felt so good I was felt great and I was going yes that's a good bicep yes that's a good bicep it's disappeared now because I'm I'm getting on a little and I don't train at all so there we are so my point is mind muscle connection yes so I used to think on my muscle of my muscle and I used to actually work out is it the right muscle and you know you know it's about nuance it's about if you're if you're lifting something like this at the moment I'm lifting with my shoulder but if I push my arm against a wall I've got no chance of my shoulder working and I can just lift and it's just going to be the bicep. So little things that we learned because I could feel the muscle and I was say, like, "Ah, oh, I'm not using the right muscle here. What can I do to change that? And I'd always ask questions because I'm a questioner, but I then once understood, I would take action on it. So now going back to the seven steps. I hope that's helped somebody who's listening. Um, what I believe on is true. What I believe is true. What I believe on gets bigger. My genie, the universe, when Jim Rohn used to say, the universe is conspiring for your success. Well, the universe is no other reference, but but the divine, whether it's God, whether mm-hmm. it's the universe, whether it's your favorite tree, whether it's your elders that have passed and you think that they're looking over you. That's absolutely true because it's your truth. Nobody is going to be that arrogant, arrogant to challenge people's personal truth. Does that make sense? As long as you're in alignment mm-hmm. with something, most importantly, having faith faith equals having a belief in something outside of yourself which Ooh. within itself is an anti-ego or negative ego action isn't it yes so if you think of that there has got to be something a divine path a a destiny a karma a kismet, whatever you want to call it Then all of a sudden, we start to believe that there's a path and something's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be doing something in action. So, I'm going to go back to the seven steps for me. So, first step is an inquiry. The inquiry always resides around what is the question at hand. So, if you're asking for a DFT clarity, which is like a a mind block or something that's holding me back and taking action, I'm sitting on procrastination. I can't think straight. I'm overwhelmed. I'm completely exhausted, I don't sleep well. All these elements all come from the same seed. And the same seed is a fear of something, and a lack of clarity of something, a semi-stagnation in the current life, that means the current task one's doing, because some people are driven by goals, some people are not. So if you're a goal driver, if you're a person who shifts by goals, I'm going to get that big, you're alive, so you're awake, you wake up in the morning, you spring out and you get on, you keep to a regime and you focus yourself up. But if you're a person who isn't clear on a goal internally, then what happens is you wake up and you go, oh God, I'm tired, I've got an eight k. I've got an AK five minutes longer, snooze. So it's a deep question of are you a snoozer, a snooze button person, or are you not? Are you a jump out of bed person or a snooze button? And that's a great reference point to understand what state in my life am i at if you're a person who's snoozing the snooze button and waiting the seven minutes and getting up later you need to be asking yourself some deep questions and you need to dft clarity to get the block out of the way but if you're getting up in the first bell or in some cases like myself i wake up five minutes before my alarm goes off and my alarm because i set the alarm so i've set the alarm five o'clock i wake up at 4 50. There's no point going back to sleep because I'm awake. So i get up and I switch yeah. the beating alarm off. Does that make sense? So if you're in that space, then you're alive. You've got a mission. You've got a purpose. You're focused. You're driven by something. Something's not pushing you, but pulling you. It's driving clarity. It pulls you towards an outcomed goal. But if you're the other person, but there's no wrong and right. This is just a reference point to identify your current state of mind. If you're a person who's a snoozer, then ask yourself, am I even... Stretching myself? Am I even living? Am I pushing myself, my barriers a little bit at all? No, you probably find mm-hmm. No, you probably haven't set yourself a goal. And if it is a goal that's still not pulling you, I'll tell you now, you need to 10x it. It's too small. Some people, they wake up and they go, Wow, well, I'm going to make uh, 10,000 this month because I help people in business. Yeah, we're going to put 10,000 more. On. And then two months later, they still haven't really grown at any exponential level. So I ask them a simple question. I says, um I've got somebody in mind that right now I'm talking about. I said, so can I ask you a question? Is there any reason why you went so small and said 10K a month? And all of a sudden the physiology goes, well, what do you mean so small? 10,000 pounds a month, that's 120,000 pounds a year. That's not small. And I said, well, it's obviously too small for you. Because if you 10 x it and said, I want to earn 100,000 a month, you'd get very frightened. But if you had 1.2 million pound coming in a month, wouldn't that be a nice place? And I went, "Uh uh-huh. I said, so it just tells me that you don't stretch yourself enough to put a plan forward. I said, so why don't we turn around and say, I wanna earn 100 grand. So now let's get serious about how can I even earn 100,000? What is the structure in business that I can create to serve me at 100,000 pounds? And then on the same token, Mm -hmm. it's the spiritual side. You see how it's connected? I have to get my spirituality cleaned, clear, aligned, focused for me to be able to achieve the practical side of life of £100,000 a month. 100%. Yeah. So inquiry, step one, inquiry. An inquiry should start with who, why, what specific, how, or what if I didn't do it type of thing. Yeah. So let's look at, if I can um your next jump so let's say you're doing one what is the real uh squat that you're doing right now is it 150 160 I can't remember now What's 160
1: that? was my personal best what am I doing at the moment um I'm not actually squatting at the moment I'm hack squatting okay, so-, so from from 150 I would want to get to the next well well
2: 200 at some point wow bleeding out. Now, that's a biggie. Now, 200, can you see this? Just my face move. <laughs> yeah. But to see 200, now that's big enough. Do you understand that? Because you're a very, very, very tough, um, driven, self-driven person who helps thousands on the planet. Something like that has to be the case. It has to be really big. Do you understand that? To really push you, you need to be turning around and saying to yourself, okay, because at the moment you've done 160, by the way, that's no small feat but you need to be asking yourself a question. Okay. So what now we're doing the, what, what specifically it could be something like this. I'll, I'll give you all four, four outcomes. So I'll say, who's going to benefit specific, Who's going to benefit if I do do 200, why would I even want to do 200? Now you're given a context of 200 kilos. It's frightening thinking about it, mm-hmm. but you know, you ask yourself who's going to benefit from this and why So who's going to benefit from this and why would I even want to do that? What's the benefits to me? That's kind of like a good driver. If you're a dominant D character, a red type character, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Somebody's got some Mm -hmm. nice. So if you ask that question of yourself, you would ask yourself a context of 200 kg squat. So why would I want to do it? Who's going to benefit in specific the 200 kg squat okay so that would be a good question if you're a dominant d if you're an i um it could be about an i meaning a yellow color an inspirer an influencer you would say how could i do this how could i not just do this how could i lift 200 kgs that's a nice question to ask as well how could i lift 200 kgs you know what do i need to get done then you have the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What specific? Sorry, the, the blue color and the blue color would say, what specifically? What steps specifically do I need to do achieve an action in order to hit my target of two hundred kilogram squats? Okay. Then the final person is the S energy. Well, what happened if I didn't do it? That's the the the, the, the soft energy what happened in my life if i didn't do this maybe i've got a friend a best friend or a, a, a in some cases a child or a parent or somebody who's relying on me to do it because when i do it i'm going to prove to them can you see i've moved 40 kilos up you can do it too so maybe that could be a good driver for them does that make sense
1: yeah no it does make sense because somebody when i posted the video of me deadlifting 150 somebody said but why like because i can because i can absolutely now you won't go beyond it
2: and I think you're right you won't go beyond it until you dug dug deeper and say yeah. well, then why would I why would I do it again you know and then so you could even re- create a bit of a rhythm of questioning and you could do a DFT saying who's going to benefit from it why would I even do it how can I do it what specifically are the steps that I need to do and what would happen once I've done it yeah, so you've got a really good thing done. What the it bit has to be very functional, has to be two hundred a specific two hundred kg squat, officially. Now we're talking. Do you get it? So that thing would bubble. So then, what's the next step? Stage step two is we call a mind. Now keep clear about this. Mind dump. A mind dump is used for that reason because you have to delete. You have to divulge everything on that piece of paper so you've asked yourself a cool question and you're emptying your brain everything that's on there anything you have to trust the process and if you're a list maker you keep it in portrait so you make lists so you write write the question at the top and you make a list and if you're a Mm -hmm. um, a kind of like a, a, a jotter or a doodler you turn the page sideways a creative type you turn the sideways and then you put the question in the middle and you just mind map off you know just write as much things you can on the page don't turn the page keep filling the page keep filling the page does that make sense and so what you do is you've got to turn around and answer everything that comes in your brain that means literally like a computer game if it think about chocolate if you're thinking about i fancy a drink if you think about this anything why did i go to england why did i even bother what a waste of my money or anything that comes to your brain right now should be on that piece of paper because it's been triggered in the now by that question so what we're doing yeah. we're, we're ripping up everything from inside your unconscious mind brain and mind and getting rid of it onto a piece of paper if you can liken it like a um it's, it's a dump you're dumping everything so you've got to be yeah
1: just getting everything out of your head and like everything. every thought process that everything's connected just get it out because yeah the Anything. more that you get it out the better that you can do with it yeah without shame
2: though Without shame, without anything, you're just complete dumping it. You're the only one who's going to read your paperwork. So step three, you grab another pen, which is usually a red. So write in black, get a red pen. Circle, ask the question again to yourself and take a deep breath. Ask the question, get resonant and circle 10 of the highest connected answers. Does that make sense? The ones that make the most connection to you that are relevant. Yeah. In whatever mindset you are. So only 10. So you circle the 10. And you pick up those 10 and you rewrite the 10 on a separate piece of paper. And this piece of paper, whether it's sideways or list ways, you know, like portrait or landscape, you now get rid of it. You can write on the back of it, no problem. But I just want lists now. So there's no more portrait. It's all, sorry, no more landscape, no sideways. It's all portrait. So you you write your top questions, the top answers, not in any particular order. You don't need to worry about that because the unconscious brain will work it out for you. Once you've written those, Mm -hmm. you strike off and you'll follow the the video and you'll you'll see everything. You get rid of the old list and you then turn around and look at the 10 and you grab the red pen again. So you've written it in black, get the red pen again, and you read the question again to yourself. And then you circle five of the highest, most important ones. And then you rewrite the five. You strike off the 10 and you go to the next step, which is step, I think it's four now. One, two, three, four five step five you look at your five literally five and five and you ask the question again and you select the top three so mm-hmm. the top three this is an absolute science between head and heart just mm-hmm. unconscious so you select your five you rewrite the five scrub out the five uh, so select your three rewrite the three scrub out the five yeah now you've got three items but because this is a dft clarity only one should remain it's going to be like Mm -hmm. a house of cards so you then ask the question again and you select the one of those three that's going to be the thing that you need to resolve all of a sudden everything falls around you all of that procrastinational feeling gone and all
1: of that overwhelm too many thoughts in in your brain can cause so much overwhelm get it out and yeah that's an amazing process to go through and in that second by the way the second you complete it you'll go oh that's it Mm -hmm. and then you that's very wise
2: (laughs) yes and then you just action it thank you and that's a seven step process that you go through there are some bits once you watch the video like when you're mind dumping there's there's two mind blocks that you have to go through and I'm not going to explain the mind block now because due to time but two mind blocks that you have to go through and then you stop at the third but when you watch the video you'll you'll get an exact answer but that's seven steps I, I'm telling you the first time you'll do it maybe once or twice and all of a sudden immediately after the first one you're going to feel wow you're going to start to feel really light and go wow I feel so clear mm-hmm.
1: and, and the, then the clarity that you're gain from that will then help with the confidence to go and make the thing happen because you're yeah. not letting all of these things scramble around in your brain you're actual taking action that yes. you can go and make things happen
2: yeah, so getting your brain clear, undecluttering it, which is what this process does. It's actually a spiritual declutter. It's not just a practical declutter. You can write anything down. I don't care whether you say I'll fancy a kebab. Anything you want to write down, you write it down on the piece of paper. It comes out on the paper, but you're focusing on the question. You'll actually just highlight the question. So the purpose that happens here is that you get clear, and acting on that clarity gets you the confidence, instills confidence in your action. Does that make sense? So the action. To complete and to achieve gives you
1: clarity. Love it. And clarity equals
2: confidence. Exactly that. Action, clarity, confidence, all one. It's As long as you're doing them and reflecting upon it. That's the most important part. Like we mentioned it last Self-reflection time.
1: Self-reflection is very, very important. You know, making sure that you are clear on what it is that you want to achieve. Um, you touched earlier upon wisdom. And... I obviously said this seven-step process is very wise and I'd really like for you to share some of that with our audience as we bring this conversation to a close because wisdom's important.
2: Yeah yeah, absolutely so do you know what you're a really deep person and I really appreciate this this interview thank you very much Natalie. Thank you. Okay, so wisdom itself, okay, the whole of this principle that I've shared with the DFT process, the Synegus methodology, it sits on a core understanding of learning, learning itself, learning anything around you. So when you actually learn anything and create any kind of learning within yourself, there is a three-step process. And the three-step process is, in my world, in my methodology, it's called the C-U-C loop. So what is a C-U-C loop? loop stands for stand for the C is yeah the C is the conscious brain okay that means the way you're thinking what you're asking yourself the awareness of self the trigger the, the the inquiry question that comes from here the unconscious brain is the you the conscious unconscious brain the unconscious brain is answering for you do you understand that so you're asking a question consciously the unconscious brain is answering But then there's, there has to be a conscious, unconscious ends with the final C of consciousness. That also means that you have to reflect upon what is being written, what is being answered, which is where this process of DFT comes from, uses the conscious, unconscious loop. This is stuff that I've been taught as a child, um, historically. And the children, my children, with gratitude, mine and my wife's children, they understand this very immediately and very intrinsically and very profoundly. Everything's about a conscious, unconscious, consciousness. The only time you get wisdom is when you complete that loop from conscious, unconscious to conscious, because the consciousness at the end reflects upon what was achieved and what was actioned. And only then, when it's complete, can you have wisdom. Wisdom is a reflection upon an action. So every time you close loops, we call it loop closing. All of my mentees know this and we call this loop closing. If you consistently close loops, that means close open loops, not doing too many things at the same time, type of thing, multitasking and all that rubbish, keeping focused on single task actions and getting them done quicker, then you close the loop by saying, I've completed that. And all of a sudden, you'll have, mm-hmm. you'll have the ability to answer, what did I complete? Well, when you ask that question, when you answer that question with this C, U, what did I complete? It basically becomes a reference point to reflect back upon the action happened, which equals wisdom. This is why you have some people who are, with no disrespect, please, um, please understand as a metaphoric understanding, that you find some elder people who don't talk with wisdom. It's because accidentally they haven't closed their own loops. And then you find somebody who's a, a young person who talks wisely. That's because they've naturally closed their loops what did Mm. i learn what did i learn what specifically what am i asking myself what have i I, this is the answer have i completed it yes i have what did i learn does that make sense this little loop creates wisdom c u c loops then what we do is a little game play when somebody feels a bit overwhelmed does it have you dft'd yes no um how many loops have you closed which means how long did you spend back to reflect upon what you've achieved today Mm-hmm. And then finally, in the CUC loop, there's a little principle that we use, which is called a 55 or 58, two, 58, two, 55, five, whatever it is, every 58 minutes, take two minutes to write down what you've done, not what you've learned from it, just what have done in the last hour. So every mm-hmm. hour, so let's say you've done eight hours worth of work, you should have eight sort of like, I suppose, statements of saying, I've done this, 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 this on the hour, Right so at the end of the day to close the loops in the day you can nail it you can just muscle through it does that make sense you can get this done that done that done that done that done, that, done. But at the end of the day the key and the solution or this the um secret of this is is to reflect upon all that all those eight actions and just say oh i've done that 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 brilliant work so now i'm in this position so you're reflecting upon each one of those points what did i achieve today and then all of a sudden wisdom sets in it just becomes a part of you you think wow i've done that you feel good you feel great you don't feel overwhelmed you think my god how did i get all that work done etc and you feel great Mm -hmm. and it's a a command to self to say you are moving forward in life you are progressing
1: there we are i love that and the more you do that the more confident you'll get the the more you'll get done and then that becomes a nice loop as well so you just it just it's a continuous cycle of growth yeah
2: when that's exactly true spot on there i love
1: it uh Suki, this conversation has been absolutely phenomenal thank you so much for joining us i know the listeners will be thinking where can they follow you find you an online stalk you because we're fans of online stalking just not in-person stalking (laughs)
2: Well, if, you know, honestly, thank you firstly for your wise and heartwarming words of um, of our meeting today and our interview today, and I hope it has been of value to each and every person who's listening. Please do take the time to listen back and listen to the end, which is what I will suggest. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to myself, my name is Suki Wahiwala, and all of my social media handles, they all state Suki Wahiwala, whether it's Instagram, um, whether it's a YouTube, Facebook. Basically, everything you can think of, they're they're all on there, whether it's the new uh, threads or whatever you want to talk about. I'm on all of them. Um, X, Twitter, the whole lot. Okay. So the thing is, I am one of those weird people who has a mission to help people. So, what I'm going to suggest very openly to anybody if you ever, if I can help in any way, do not feel uncomfortable. What you do is you go to the Suki Wahiwala website so dot com, and on that page depending on what device you're using there are two amber buttons and one says mentor me one says book me if you want to book me for an event then that's fine but if you want to mentor by me so what you did you click on there and tap in your details what will happen is you'll get an automatic text but the most important thing part here is that actually comes straight to me so it'll come straight to my phone. Your My number will be shared with you. I will have it on my SMS. And within 24 hours, I will respond back to you and we'll set a date, jump on a Zoom and um, see how I can assist.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm sure there will be people that will be reaching out to you with everything that you've shared today. Um, again, thank you very much. If you could leave people with one tip to be more confident in themselves, what would it be?
2: A single tip. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Do you know, honestly, confidence is um, a beautiful outcome of achieving something after that was a, a, a planned outcome, and that usually comes after clarity. So I would say the most important tip that I can give you is get clear on what you want to do, which will automatically seed the planning of it, and that will automatically seed the action of it, and that will automatically receive the achievement of it. And the reflection across the whole of this process equals confidence. So becoming confident is the key. It's a key outcome upon reflection. When you close that loop, you will start to get more and more and more confident on your, in yourself without being arrogantly confident. So I would strongly suggest give yourself the time. DFT daily. Get clear. Get Un, get, get rid of your overwhelm your distractions in life and get focused and just take actions and put a plan in place a small plan if it's a small one or a big one if it makes you make you work better but work towards something every day because this is the only one life that we're given and it's real and this it's true and life is far too
1: short to be miserable
2: yeah and this isn't a rehearsal it's it's it so why don't we just live now I'm going to leave you on a positive note, even though it sounds sombre, may I? Of course, please. One of the big liberations I ever, ever got for my life was when my father said to me, son, you're going to die on a set date. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I don't want to face dying like this age. And he said, well, let me give you an example. It's destined. You've pre-written your death. You're coming that's the when you're when you're gonna when you came here when you became in existence afterwards you will leave on the set date set time set second he said but son the moment you start to realize that you're going to die one day is the day that you actually liberate yourself from your shackles because then you start thinking deep i'm going to go whenever that is what am i going to do before then what do i need to achieve yes This is one of the big stimulants that work for me in my life and why I've become in service of others. And a real beautiful point is, well, is that when you're having a dark moment, if you're having a a sad moment or a challenging time right now, remember, it is temporary. There Mm -hmm. is permanence in this life. Whichever faith you follow, it is not permanent. It is temporary. It will pass. All you've got to do is give yourself the best opportunity to pass, and that is do DFT for yourself, even in a dark moment. All the darkness will be left and you'll be left with nothing but light and action and clarity to achieve. And that's for every human being, whether you're a billionaire, millionaire, uh, you know, an employed C-suite or a person who's starting up in world or a student. Whatever you are, wherever you are, we all deserve to have the full benefit of this conscious brain. It is the gift. And what we need to do is we need to train it much the same as you train yourself. It's a muscle. We need to through neuroplasticity. We need to train it to
1: service under command does that make sense and that's what it does it's what keeps people alive when people often you find people die after retirement it's because they feel they have no purpose and they aren't keeping their brain going so even if it's simple things such as crosswords and you know, the, the little things like that or Sudu, Sudoku, Sudoku, or what, however you say that one, you know, keep your brain alive and be a forever student is something okay. I always say. Always be learning.
2: May I just add something to that because that's so inspiring. Um, mm-hmm. Word Sikh, Sikh, which is the whole faith religion that I am a part of. Um, Sikh means to learn. which Amazing. means Which means an eternal student. Exactly, that's what brought my whole brain up in that conversation. And one of the key things I'm going to say if you're an elder person listening to this, or you've got people around you or elderly and they're coming close to retirement, don't retire. That doesn't mean go and stop, don't stop working, you know, day in, day out. When you retire, do not stop, go and find a new friend circle. Loneliness is what kills us because we are convivially connected, spiritually connected to other human beings. And when you're with other people, you'll be in service of them, you will carry on living. With gratitude
1: yeah this is something we talk about quite a lot loneliness and um I, we could probably talk for another hour on this subject um but we say we have a, a phrase better together because people need people and we truly are better together so thank mm-hmm. you for joining us on this journey and this podcast episode and to everybody listening thank you very much i'm sure you all have loved this episode and if you have please do share it with your friends family loved ones and even the people you don't like because everybody needs a little bit of help sometimes and as Suki has said we are all connected so again thank you very very much and we will see you on the next one thank you
0: thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with people you think it will help and stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for confidence and mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network, and life.